Okay. All right. Thank you, Jesus, that we are actually Christians and we are going to be able to do this. And Joel's bad behavior and David and Alex's bad behavior is not going to affect us. Well, I feel like it's really just Joel and Alec. And we will be able to go forward with this. Alec, go out of the room. In Jesus' name, anoint us so there be healing in relationships. Amen. 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 All right. Ready? And three, two. So today is an amazingly special day because I am excited that I am welcoming my daughter-in-law, Juliana Bevere, who I adore. And we're going to be talking about some tough questions. We're going to be talking about some of the stuff that we have navigated because we, you know, we're kind of learning, Julie, that a mother-in-law and a daughter-in-law relationship, people getting along in that is kind of uh, an abnormal, not a normal. And so uh, we've we've seen that you and I've traveled to places and people are like, wait, do you guys like each other? Oh, absolutely. I mean, <laughs> I mean you saw that firsthand. Describe it. Oh, yeah. The girl who, <laughs> whose mother-in-law, future mother-in-law was buying a white dress for her wedding. And uh, there was no, no saying no to it. She was pretty shocked that we had come together, much less sharing a room or enjoying one another. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and, and, you know, I think it, like any relationship, it doesn't happen without intent. It doesn't happen without challenges. Mm-hmm. It doesn't start out perfect. And yet everybody has an opportunity to grow. And, and yet when I look at the Bible, the one relationship that we have unpacked for us is a mother-in-law and a daughter-in-law. And the mother-in-law is actually setting the daughter-in-law up for yeah. a win. Yeah. And I love the dynamic of Ruth and Naomi that Naomi was this woman that was like, hey, I'm going to take what I learned the hard way and I'm going to set you up for a legacy and inheritance. And, you know, the whole dynamic of Ruth being an outsider, Naomi being a broken insider. To me, that gives me hope that this is, you know, that what we see going on in the culture is not what's supposed to be normal. And so to this end, Julie and I decided to you know, we're going to tackle questions. We're not going to be wimps here. We're going to we're going to tackle the things that that people are really asking. And so on my Facebook, I had actually posted and said, please, we are serious. Uh, send your questions, hopes and dreams, because today Julie and I are podcasting about the complexities of a mother-in-law and daughter-in-law relationship. We love your questions. And again, I just want to say, Julie, thank you for being on here. Absolutely. Um, it is funner to talk to you than John. It's, <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully he doesn't listen to this. <laughs> no, he's great with that. He, he adores Julie. And Julie, you've been married how long to my son-in-law? Eight years. Eight years. Your and son. how many? My son. I'm yeah, the daughter I did get that confused. Okay. <laughs> That's how close we are. Yes. It's, I, I think I've birthed both of them. And how many children do you have, Julie? Four. And what are their ages? They are seven, five, two, and four months. And I do get a little concerned that none of my other sons are yet married because you've set the bar a little high. <laughs> so. I'm totally great with that because <laughs> each of them are so wonderful. The girls are going to be worth waiting for. That's great. Well, listen, here's the first question or comment that I got. It said, first, thank you for opening up this conversation. My hope, and this is from my daughter-in-law, my hope is to have a great relationship with my mother-in-law. I hope to get along with her and have her love me despite of my past. My dream is to find in her a mom I never had. Mm. One I can talk to, share my hopes and dreams with, and most of all, share Jesus. I believe God has a mom-in-law for me who will be understanding, supportive, and I hope she'll be someone who loves Jesus, a mother-in-law who won't see me as a burden, but a blessing. The one who will know and understand that I have been placed in her son's life as a helpmeet 
and that she will at times respect me as his wife as I respect her as his mother. Do you think that is unrealistic? Absolutely not. But I would say if I was sitting across the table from this sweet girl, I would warn her that expectations are a big part of any relationship. And I know coming from a broken family into such wonderful, God-fearing, God-loving family. Uniquely, differently dysfunctional. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I I came into it thinking, like, they were perfect, and everything was going to be super easy, and that's just not the case with any family. So there have been a level of expectation that has tripped me up time and time again, to be honest, where I'm like, okay, I have to recognize the humanity here, and not expect these people to be flawless because what you come from is thinking whatever's on the other side of that or opposite of that is perfect. And that's just that's not real. But um, I love that she's hoping for that and praying for that because it's been an incredible gift to me to have a mother-in-law who sees me as someone who is truly a, a better half to her son, not someone holding them back or making them compromise in any way. It's um, just encouraged us in our life and our marriage, being parents, to be seen as helpmates to one another. Yeah, so. And I really do feel that way about you. I, I mean, I think you're perfect for Addison. Hmm. And being perfect for Addison doesn't mean anybody has to be perfect, but yeah. we can be perfect fits for one another. And, and um, I think early on, I told you that I didn't have an expectation Mm -hmm. for you to have to be a preacher person or do anything. Do you remember what I actually told you? The one thing I wanted from you as a daughter-in-law, I don't know if that like made an impression at all because if it didn't, (laughs) I'm sure sure it'll ring a memory. (laughs) Okay. She doesn't remember. Well, I remember it was kind of early on and, um, you, I think we're still in the whole, um, internship program. And I, I said to you, listen, the only thing I want for you for my son is for you to love him. Mm. I don't want you to feel like you have to do ministry. I don't want you to feel like you have to be anything to us other than love my son. Yeah. And I think that every mother, if she's honest and she's healthy, that's what she wants. Mm-hmm. And you know, you and I both came from broken family backgrounds. I, I, I still remember that we were just in awe of how perfect you were for us. <laughs> I mean, you were like, your background was my background. Mm. And I remember John was like, oh, we totally not had loved this kind of woman. <laughs> and we just felt like you were a perfect fit for our family because yeah. of the challenges John had already had to navigate with me. But, um, you know, one of the things that, that I found is um, if we are not intentional with communication, mm-hmm. if we're not intentional with expectation, then we'll make people choose. And because you and I both came from a broken background where I, I mean, I'm not trying to blame my parents, but I always felt like I had to choose. Mm -hmm. Like I had to choose between my mother and my father. You know, I had to be on one side or the other. I I couldn't love both. I think for me, that kind of came in into my marriage with my husband now needs to choose me, not his mom. Mm -hmm. And of course, you want them to love both. And of course, it looks completely different Mm -hmm. when a man gets married. But I do think a lot of um, new wives try to make their husband choose. Did you ever feel that? Um, I would say really early on. Um, I I mean, I was 19, so there were yeah. some maturity issues at play as well. I, I, did, I did feel like 
that need to almost assert ourselves as our own family. Like I laugh about it now when you guys went on um, the Thanksgiving cruise just a couple months after we'd gotten married. And when Addison said, do do you want to go on this cruise with my family for Thanksgiving? And I was like, no, we're doing our own first holiday. And it was so sad. It was just the two of us in our tiny apartment. And I'm like, why aren't we on a cruise? (laughs) And just realizing like that, it's so beautiful when you just are able to have it all, which really is available, like you said, with good communication and expectations. And um, I, I think it's such a sign of limit, limiting and immaturity to think I have to take this part of my husband or we have to make ourselves something aside from the family. especially in a family like ours where we build each other up and are always striving to be healthier and closer it's and we can have ridiculous fights i mean just to be seriously (laughs) the drama is like it it starts at a level nine it doesn't ever start at a level one or two and i think julie kind of came in and was like whoa 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 that escalated super fast like wait wait this is about a board game yeah wait is this is this really happening we're having a board game happening i'll just say for me having another female Mm -hmm. that actually was like no we have been working in the kitchen you guys get off your butts and come in here and help that has been so like thank you jesus it was a gift from heaven i really really (laughs) appreciated that um and and you know again our family is not perfect but here's the thing um we want to grow and it's it's the same thing to me as marriage is we don't know anybody who has a perfect marriage Mm -hmm. but a healthy marriage means it's committed to growth exactly and it's committed to learning and I know as far as I'm concerned you know I want to be the kind of mother-in-law that takes feedback Mm -hmm. from my daughter-in-law and and say if if she says hey uh this made me really uncomfortable I'm I'm really uncomfortable on this podcast (laughs) (laughs) but this made me really uncomfortable I'd rather hear it from her yeah and um you know, possibly because we don't have any girls to do drama with. Mm-hmm. I think I think there's been a direct passage. But what would you say to maybe somebody out there who doesn't feel like she has that open door with her mother-in-law? How would you tell her to approach that? Gosh. I would just say start small. All you can do is control yourself, control your expectations, control the things that you do. Um, I think sometimes when you feel offended, you want to offend And that's just not going to get you anywhere. Mm -hmm. You have to do what you can do to make it the relationship you're striving for and hope for. And, you know, there are always two sides. Ultimately, you don't control the other person. But you can always pray that with constant, continual kindness, things will shift. You know, I also think, Julie, that clarity brings Mm -hmm. a lot of direction. I think there's anxiety in every single relationship until there's clarity. And I think something that I would encourage every daughter-in-law and every mother-in-law to do is have a conversation about what you said, expectations or a plan of growth. Mm -hmm. So they could say, listen, I started off bad, but this is not where I want to land. Or we started off great, uh, and how can we make sure this continues to happen? And I, and I think that sometimes mother-in-laws have an expectation that the daughter-in-law should initiate all the relationship. And I would say that I had 
I decided that I was going to make sure I carried my weight on that. Yeah. And, and so invitations are extended, but they're not demanded. Yeah. So like, if y'all want to come over to our house for dinner, I want you to know that you can come, but you don't have to come. And I think that is a conversation that if, um, that's not clear, then the wife will resent it. Like, why do I always have to come to your family? Where's my family in the mix of this? What's going on? Yeah. And, um, and I think the daughter-in-law should say the same thing. I love that, you know, how idealistic this, this beautiful young girl's comment was. Mm -hmm. Um, but I do think that that's something that she should communicate. And I know that that's what I would want for you and I. So here's the thing. We have like 300 more questions that we didn't address. Uh-huh. And I, I know that specifically there's something that I feel like is really important. So this is just going to be the first session of two sessions. Where we're going to be talking about the dynamic of mother and daughter-in-law. So thank you for listening. And we would love for you to A, review the podcast. And B, we want to hear from you. We want to hear about tough subjects that maybe you want to see addressed or things that you want to go further with. You can find it on iTunes. And we hope this has been a blessing to you. 